Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of The Room, a podcast brought to you by LFC Transfer Room. I'm Richie, I'll be one of your hosts today and I'll be joined by Alex. Alex, how are you today? Um, I'm doing all, all right today, um, just I hate the off-season. I'm so incredibly bored with no football and I can't really get into international, so just keeping up to date with the news, seeing if anything can interest me. So yeah, not too bad. I'm a, a constant Twitter fiend at the minute, just refreshing, pull down, refresh. I've been on half term, it's half term in the UK, which means like schools are out and I'm a teacher. So I've just been like refreshing about, I don't know, maybe like three times in a minute, just to see if anything's happening. And we'll we'll go through everything that is happening in Liverpool because that, there are actually quite a lot of news. So yeah, I agree with you, Alex. The off season does suck. Uh, Rigo, how are things with you? Not, not too bad, much in the same vein as, as you, Richie. I'm constantly on uh, my my football uh, group list there, uh, refreshing the stream and once in a while checking in on Fabrizio. But uh, yeah, l- a little slow going, but uh, thankfully there have been some matches uh, to, to keep myself busy. I know, I, I felt very bad for Andy Robertson, Scotland, because I think the whole world were probably rooting for Scotland to lose against Ukraine and that they did in the out of the World Cup. But what is Scotland's loss is Liverpool's game. We'll have a, a fit Andy Robertson who won't be running to the ground, you know, with, with the upcoming off-season slash during-the-season World Cup uh, that I'm sure will go down tremendously well anyway. But let's get on to all things Liverpool because we do have some extremely, I think, news that we knew about, but it's not really been confirmed. It was always like, could he go, could he not? But Sadio Mane has today came out in a, in one of his press conferences and said that actually all of the Senegalese people are 60 to 70% wanting him to leave Liverpool. And he said it's, it's not going to happen quickly, but it will only be a matter of time. So that's, you know, it is looking like the writing is on the wall for Sadio. I mean, Rigo, I'll, I'll go over to you first. What did you think? I saw your Twitter, so I saw what you put about, um, you know, about the news. I mean, how, how is it actually seen it in black and white that Sadio has essentially said without saying, I want to leave Liverpool? It's, it's a little disheartening, to be, to be quite honest, uh, and unexpected. Uh... With, with everything, uh, for example, Salah's agent and, and everything he's put out on Twitter or, or the little chatter there, we haven't heard anything really from Sadio's side. And, and today at the press conference, uh, from at least from the translation, it sounds like he's pretty decided on leaving. And it's uh, apparently because, you know, his, his people kind of want him to leave and, and either get a bigger contract or... Or try and conquer a different kind uh, a, a different uh, tournament, a different uh, different league. So it's pretty disheartening. I, I would I wouldn't have figured him to 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 actually say those things and kind of cast us aside uh, as a team and as a fan base that easily, especially you know one week removed from the CL final. Yeah, I mean, Alex, straight over to you. Um, I found it quite surprising to be honest. Um, I thought it was quite in bad taste, Mane. Um, you. He is painted out to be, you know, he does his charitable endeavours and stuff, um, really friendly. So when you see him coming out on the press and um, maybe, you know, forcing his way out a bit, maybe the, he, he thinks he needs to do that in order to get a deal over the line. It is, It, it does break my heart a little bit, because um, obviously you don't want any player to speak out about leaving. But yeah, I think I don't want it to turn sour about him leaving. Um, he's done his service. We're, you know, we appreciate what he's done. But things like this, uh, they just, you know, they tick me off a bit, to be honest. So, yeah, I was quite quite annoyed by it. Yeah, I mean, like Rigo quite already said, hopefully a little bit lost in translation. Hopefully it was not said with with the malice that, you know, perhaps it's come across as. But, you know, with Sadio Mane, he is a Liverpool legend. He, he was 
as so many people have said that you know that that first signing that sparked the clock revolution I, I think you know he was a a big impact signing and he's a player who's moved Liverpool and won everything with Liverpool and I said at the end of the season if he wants to leave I wish him nothing but the best he hasn't been played out until now in the public unlike Salah with the contract situation and Remy Abbas that hasn't been played out in public and I've always respected him for that maybe now it's just a case of him making sure that he does get the move because maybe he feels that those two stipulations, Liverpool wanting at least 50 million euros and they will only sell him once we've signed a replacement, maybe he's actually starting to think, well, actually, I might not end up going at all. And he wants to go. Um, I don't blame him for wanting to go, you know, especially to a team like Bayern Munich. He's just going to add, you know, to, to his trophy hall that he's currently got. So a lot of it is it's very difficult. I mean, we, we'll probably never understand you know, his mindset. He He's not a Liverpool fan. I think that he's become a Liverpool legend, but I don't think he grew up wanting to play for Liverpool. I think that's just something that happened. Um, so like many before him, Liverpool Football Club will, will always be here. And I wish him nothing but the best. As I said, he's been a fantastic servant to the club. And, you know, I, I generally thought that he was a, a signing really to spark the revolution. I mean, let's talk about the replacements because it's going to be really difficult to replace a man like Sadio Mane. I mean, Alex, where do you even start in, in, in replacing somebody like that? The issue with it is the fact that Mane, I, I call him the king of reinvention, um, versatility, but when he plays in different roles, he does it so well. And there's not many players out there you can find who can do that in football. Um, I ran a poll on Twitter, uh, threw a few options out there. Uh, Dunez has been tipped, but for me, he's different sort of player I think we'd have to maybe adapt our style a bit to suit him uh, Bowen as well um, he's been rumoured since you know around mid-season when he picked up form for West Ham but the one for me um, perhaps to replace Mane the best shot you've got it because I don't think it's an easy feat to do we'll probably being in Kunku from, from Leipzig um, you know originally started out as you know an attacking midfielder but he's, he's took the role up of um, a central forward um, at Leipzig over the last Last year, um, he's put up 35 goal involvements too this season, so he's really skyrocketed. And um, he, he is the type of player who can play, you know, off the left and maybe off the right. But I don't think it's going to be easy, and it, it, it's you know, it's put me a bit on edge about this transfer window because there's not anyone out there. The fact that everyone's you know got a different opinion, the flicking through who might be the best, I think it just is credit to Mane, and it shows how hard this is actually going to be to do. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent agree you can't I don't think you can if you know to answer my original question I don't think you can replace Mane his versatility his goals his goal assist involvements just his general engine the fact that he's hardly ever injured his availability is going to be very difficult to replace uh Rigo who, who are you looking at is there anyone in particular that you think can come in and do a job for Liverpool well we, we've seen kind of the, the same kind of names bandied about uh one of the new ones coming up uh, Martin Terrier uh from uh, League on. He's had a, a, a really good season this past campaign, and he can, he can uh, play across that front three, kind of uh, more of a <clears throat> interchangeable piece along the lines of Mane uh, in Cuckoo. Uh, I think the the price on him would be a little bit too too high, especially with with his star on the rise being Bundesliga Player of the Year uh, today. Uh, assisted Benzema on. On a goal today, nice back heel touch to Benzema in the box uh, for him to score a goal. So uh, with him kind of sparking on with the uh, the French national team as well, I think his star is on the rise, and 
and uh, along with that would be the transfer wage that uh, RB would command. Uh, <clears throat> of course, Darwin Nunez uh, is another target that I would I would absolutely love to come come in, but I, I feel like his price would be a little too high as well, especially with Man U uh, sniffing about. Well, one uh, one transfer target that I would like, and kind of going back to your point as far as Mane not growing up a Liverpool fan. Is we do have a Liverpool fan in in the Premier League uh, by the name of Ivan Tony, and he is an obvious uh, contributor. Uh, he 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 helped Brentford stay up, helped them come up, and he provided 17 goal contributions this year. So I think he would be a, uh, someone that we can likely get. Not only uh, who would be super happy in joining Liverpool, but someone whose price point would be a little bit more manageable for FSG to cough up. And someone would offer that 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 good dimension there in the middle um, as far as providing a physical presence and, and someone we can aim for for, for any balls into the box. Uh, he's also good at pressing and and has done a, a considerable uh, amount of dropping dropping into midfield and setting things up for his teammates. So I think that would be one one realistic shot um, and someone who who can come in and, and provide and provide some some good backup to our front three, if not be the starter. Yeah, the only problem with Ivan Tony is I can't see Mo Salah letting him take penalties, and I don't think there's a better, better, better penalty taker than Ivan Tony right now as well. So that might be an issue there. Um, there are obviously names being floated about, like you've said, Jared Bowen's linked. I think that again, that's going to be a skyrocket. I think he's he really caught on last season. Um, for those people who do fantasy Premier League, the FPL nailed it, absolutely nailed it. You know, for the price that he was, he's he's only going to get better. Um, again. You've got English tax to pay on top of that. You're probably looking anywhere between 60, 70 million after the, you know, the finish and flourish that he had towards the end of the season. Um, Arnaud Jean, uh, Dan Juma as well, Dan Juma, the, um, obviously, this, the, you know, playing, playing over in La Liga, he's, he's been linked, I think, for a couple of years. I remember doing a pod on him before as well. He's also been linked. So, it, like, like Alex said, there isn't one obvious name. You know, when we wanted to strengthen the midfield a couple of years ago, we were all Santiago. And we got Thiago. You know, when there was that time when we needed a defensive midfielder, we all said Fabinho. So maybe Liverpool have a Luis Diaz up their sleeve because no one really saw Diaz until, you know, the couple of days beforehand that we were signing him. So maybe they have some somebody, you know, Jonathan David or, or you know, like you said, maybe Darwin Nunez does fit the bill and maybe that he, he might want to come to Liverpool and play Champions League football over Man United. So maybe we don't have to get into a bit more because he's going to reject United. We don't know. Either way, it's exciting slash uh, apprehensive, nervous time, I think, for Liverpool fans because you can't replace Sadio Mane for a like-for-like. And with Erling Haaland obviously going to Manchester City, it would feel like we're starting off on the back foot without Mane and without a replacement. And they have now got Haaland. So there might be ground to make up there. Um, let's, Let's do a transfer roundup then because moving on a little bit from Mane, there are some links in here as... As you guys alluded to as well so let's let's go over to our transfer roundup and have a quick discussion based on these so here we go liverpool are out of the chalmany race and madrid are negotiating with monaco an agreement which is set to be reached soon and that's from various outlets it does look a done deal should madrid obviously reach a fee with monaco ben woodburn will leave on a free this summer and hearts are set to offer him a contract liverpool are looking at christian pulisic as one possible Mane replacement and that's from Daily Mail and Daily Star. Sadio Mane will be leaving Liverpool at the end of the season. Bayern Munich will offer him a 20 million euro 
a year deal and discussions have already been held. PSG are interested, we want to join the German side who are looking to plan around 35 million euros for him. Um, Liverpool are interested in Martin Terrier from Rant as a possible Sadio Mane replacement, that's from the Mirror. One of Liverpool's main priorities this summer is actually to extend Joe Gomez's contract that makes me very happy. Liverpool are looking to complete the deal for right-back Calvin Ramsey from Aberdeen and that's from James Pearce. And Liverpool are also hoping to agree a contract extension for Naby Keita. So, there are some roundups, there are some deals in there. I've just seen Rigo wince and I'm going to go straight over to Rigo because he's just winced at that Navi Cater announcement. Now, it does feel like with Navi Cater, you're either over the top and you love him or you just don't rate him at all and you want him out of the club. There doesn't seem to be like an in-between at the moment with Cater. I mean, Rigo, tell me about Navi Cater and your thoughts. Um, uh, unfortunately, uh, while I like Navi, uh, uh, as... As by all accounts, as as the teammate he has shown, unfortunately, I, I I'm never a 100% confident when he's named to the starting eleven. I feel for all the good he might contribute, he's just as likely to cause a an error, give up the ball, or just make a, a silly foul. Uh, so unfortunately, uh, I I don't want Liverpool to extend him. I, I think it'd be throwing good money after bad. For uh, for the transfer uh, fee that we paid for him and for the contributions that that he has made, so unfortunately I, I wouldn't like them to to extend him. If anything, I'd like to see what they can possibly get and gain from his departure this summer. Uh, just add a little bit more to the coffers. So that would be one that I that I would hope we wouldn't extend. Okay, Alex, where do you sit with uh, Naby Keita, the midfield maestro slash midfield disaster? It's it's quite frustrating for me. Um, I'm I'm not Kaita's biggest advocate, and with Mane going and the wages freeing up and a bit more and increasing the budget, I f- I thought there was really an opportunity to instead of going for that Mane replacement, maybe just bring in a, a top a top top class, you know, advanced midfielder, uh, like a a, a Chow many, but obviously now that looks like it's off the card. So with Kaita, if we can. Personally, we can flog him out to PSG this summer. I think we should do it. I, I think he's had chances and then a few more to really, you know, cement himself. There's, our midfield's good, but if if you're a top class midfielder, I think you'd find a way to get in. I think comp- competition for places is there in our midfield. I don't think it's set in stone. So, with with that considered, I think I think maybe it's time. We, you know, we shift Kate and try and get something back for him. It's, it's difficult because every time I, I see Naby Cater in his pomp, he looks like a player that I thought we bought. And then he'll, he might have a moment or two in a game where you're just thinking, what has he, what on earth is he thinking? What's he done there? But again, you know, his injury record isn't great. We have, we've had this conversation now for a few seasons since he's come in. There's absolutely a baller in there, I think. I'm a big Cater fan. Um, the first night kit I had Cater 8 on the back. Um, and that was probably the season where he didn't play the most. So... I probably uh, that's probably my fault. Um, but with Cater, it is difficult. I, I think the the echo rubbished out the PSG rumours, the thirty five million, because it did look like that would have been a good deal for Liverpool with a year left on his contract. The good thing though, what you know that that I feel like is that if we do agree a contract extension for Cater, we're not breaking the bank because obviously he's he's not going to be Liverpool's top earners. He's probably going to be earning slightly more. Um, which will obviously, you know, allow us to to hold some of his value, especially with the likes of, you know, the front three all out of contract next season as well. So 
you know, I think with Ox leaving um, and with Jones and Elliott not quite ready for, for too much game time yet, I think it'd be a good idea to hold on to Cater if there are no willing bidders at, at this moment in time. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, there is a, there's an absolute player in there and I do hope that Cater finds his form because, as you guys quite rightly said, there's, there's room there in that midfield for someone to really put a stamp on that third midfield spot. And, you know, someone needs to do that and step up this season. Uh, just quickly, we have actually got some breaking news, and that is that one Darwin Nunez is understood to have favoured Liverpool up to now in the race to sign him between, and apparently it's only between two clubs, Liverpool and Manchester United. Now, you know, Manchester United can offer him all of the money in the world, and they will offer him far more than what Liverpool will do, no doubt, because they're starting a new revolution, they're starting a new era under Ten Hag, but does he want success? Does he want to be in Champions League finals, in premiership title races, in domestic cup finals? Or does he want the money? You know, he's 22 years old. I, I think that he is going to, I'd hope that he skyrockets. Uh, he might be, you know, one of the one of the, the players that Klopp has done so many times or had so many times, just someone on the cusp of brilliance and then he propels upwards under Klopp. I think he is the type of player who could, who can do that. I've seen on Twitter people are liking him to Lewandowski. I think he's a very, very, very long way off that. But if anyone could bring that out of him, that is Jurgen Klopp. So, I mean, let's spend five minutes on, on Darwin Nunez. Um, and Alex, I mean, what what is Darwin Nunez to you? It was very impressive at Anfield, I thought, uh, and obviously away in Benfica too. What is he to you? And what does he bring to this Liverpool team should Liverpool go out and actually try and attempt to sign him? Firstly, I think it's a huge credit to Klopp that um, someone now favours us over United and their financial might and their position in, in football, really. I'm not surprised that he favours Liverpool. I think United, is it's a risk at this point. Uh, they've had manager after manager come in and it's it's not worked up to this point. And I think that they're, they're starting to really lose trust every time this, you know, this new process happens, so... I'm glad that you know he he does favour Liverpool, and I think if he were to come in, he is a, he is a bit more unique to the rest of the front three. Um, maybe slightly more dynamic. You know, he's got a physical presence about him, which a lot of people argue that we do lack at times. But obviously, when he played at Anfield, um, I thought he weren't just you know a yard dog up front. He was quick, he was sharp, um, and he was he was agile. So I think. Should we get it right and should Klopp up develop him like we hope he would and we trust that he would? I think he could turn him into a, a real dynamic threat. I mean, this is also coming from um, Miguel Delaney as well, right for Indie Sports. So it's a reliable source that it that it's coming from, which obviously gives us hope because obviously you know this is this is the transfer window where every Tom, Dick, and Harry are going to be linked to every single club under the world. So it's a good thing that it is coming from a reputable journalist. Um, and like you said, it, it was just the movement and it was the movement between the lines that attracted me. I was like, who is this guy? Because I don't mm. watch much Port Portuguese football, if I'm honest. And I was like, who is this guy? He just seems to have the complete read on our back four. And that's what was so impressive because at 22 years old, to read the likes of Van Dijk and, and Robertson's movement and Trent's movement and Matip or Kanate, mm. whoever he was put up against, it didn't really matter to him. You know, he he looked like an absolute beast and imagine Trent Robbo whipping those balls in that they very famously do. And this time they don't have Firmino or, or Jota, who is actually amazing in the air, but they actually have a target man now to, to, to aim at. You know, with the likes of whoever it is, whether it's Diaz, whether it's Jota, whether it's Salah running off him as well, remember. You know, it might be a different way now for Liverpool to actually 
the, uh, the, pl the plan B that we always had with Origi might now be plan A. You know, pinging the balls up, Van Dijk can hit them and, and Thiago can hit them at any given moment. So, Rigo, over to you. Uh, Darwin Nunez, uh, thoughts and, you know, anything that, that you feel he could bring to Liverpool? Well, uh, first off, uh, is there any history between uh, Liverpool and Ur Uruguayan strikers? I think I think there is. Might just be. And, <laughs> and uh, one thing that that jumped off to me, aside aside from the, the, the quite the obvious, what you mentioned, the physical presence, his movement, speed, power that that you you saw on the pitch, is the fearlessness that he showed. He's going up against a work world class back line and. It could have been the 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 lowliest team in in the, the the in the Portuguese league that he was facing, and he didn't care he didn't care he he didn't care who he was up against he was, uh he was dead set on on scoring and willing his team to to competing and 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 perhaps even stealing a match, so um I I think that the number one quality I see from him is that fearlessness, um. And the, the mention that he would bring to Liverpool, uh, Alex kind of touched on, touched on it before, and you, you commented on it as well, uh, is that size that he would offer in the middle. And those crosses coming in from Trent or from Rabo would meet someone who, who can head those home instead of looking to bring the ball down and taking a shot. So I think uh, I think he would definitely be a great addition, uh, a front line of Diaz, uh, Nunez, and Salah. I think would be would be tremendous. I think he'd bring young legs to the squad as well, someone who can press right up from the middle. And as far as um, taking someone's talent and and nurturing it and, and growing on it, I don't think there's a, a manager out there uh, better than Klopp. So if Nunez wants to be the star that that it appears that he wants to be, I don't think there's a better place to go to than to Liverpool. Uh, especially considering the other option of being Man U. You still have Ronaldo there who's going to want the ball. You have a lot of personalities on that team still. And even uh, between Rashford and Sancho up in that front line, where 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 is Nunez's place there? You know, is he benching Ronaldo for him? I mean, there's an easier path, I would think, to starting and starring uh, if he were to come to Liverpool. If I can add there to Rico, I think... Uh, Nunez might have saw that game as a chance to put himself in, in the shop window and put put himself right in the eye of Klopp which takes balls to do um, especially at Anfield as well and there's always a lot of calls with Liverpool when the chance creation isn't exactly there to oh, why don't we have a number 10 why don't we do this the, the matter is our creations from from wide from our full backs and adding someone who was good in the air and who is fearless and who is dynamic is only going to implement one more potential source of goals, and that's starting to really sway me on this. You know, on this potential deal. Yeah, I mean, we're bigging him up. I'm going to carry on because he's played 28 games in a uh, Premier League, which is obviously the, the Portuguese league. He scored 26 goals and registered four assists. Now you think, wow, well, it's the Portuguese league. You know, it's it's not downgrading. It. It's not the Premier League. So let's look at the Champions League. Ten matches played. And six goals. So he does it against the elite. He did it against Liverpool. He, he, he can do it against the elite. But something that stands out the most is his non-penalty goals. He's in the 97th percentile for non-penalty goals. He's not a penalty goal scorer. He's not, he's not registering 10 of those 26 from the spot. You know, he's in the 97th percentile, which means he's around about 0.75 goals per 90, which is pretty impressive. You know, and he's 22. 
you know, that's 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 another, you know, feather in his cap because we know that FSG is risk free for them. Now we we talk about the fee, and if we're going to go up against Manchester United, we're, we're not going to outbid Manchester United. We'll match Manchester United, but we won't outbid them. And Liverpool don't get into bidding wars. I don't believe. I think we saw that with Chow many. And, you know, Liverpool will probably match them if there is a deal to be had. But then again, they won't be held to ransom. So Benfica will have to be quite smart on what they do here. However, if Benfica are rumoured to be looking for around about 80 million euros, that for a 22-year-old, it might seem like a lot all in one go. But it's not if Nunez is that type of player that Klopp can bring out. Because no matter what happens, even if he does want to move on in, in three or four years and he wants to go to... La Liga or he wants to go to, to Barcelona and follow Luis Suarez's you know trajectory and we're still going to get a lot of money for him because he's not even in his prime by then hopefully so you know it is a, a high risk but there could also be a very very high reward there and if he does have any ambition about him and if Liverpool are serious about it because we haven't remember heard anything from the Liverpool camp yet about whether this interest is real Hopefully, he'll go to Liverpool rather than Manchester United, you know, for all of the right reasons. They're a long way off Liverpool. He could come in and win silverware straight away and one of, if not the, the best managers in the world right now. So, um, we've bigged up Darwin Nunez. He'll he'll hopefully come to Liverpool. And if he goes to Manchester United, guys, just, just ignore everything that we've talked about for the last, like, six, seven minutes and it'll be fine. Hopefully he would have turned up as soon as we started talking about him anyway. Um, but he won't come to that, I'm sure. Listen, let's talk about one more bit of business. And it seems to be what we've talked about all season, and that is this Mohamed Salah's contract. Um, it's come out in the news that he is happy to stay at Liverpool for next season. However, he is willing to leave on a free um, next season and uh, next summer. And it could be to a Premier League rival. Um, I'm not saying anything on this matter. I'll go straight over to Alex for your thoughts. I think it's all talk. Um, I, I'm hoping that his agent doesn't listen to this and we, um, I don't wind him up. But I think, it, to me, it's a clear ploy to try and ramp up the pressure on Liverpool to you know, renew that contract and give him what he wants. I, I can't see him going to any other Premier League team. Who would, who would really take him? He won't go to United, let's face it. Yeah, City... They look like they've they've stocked up now in in the forward line. Chelsea, he's been he's been there once, and um, you know, look how look how well they've done with re-signing Lukaku. Um, I don't think if they're smart enough, they won't they won't go down that route of re-signing players, even though Salah has proven quality. If he's going anywhere, he's he's most likely going to go Madrid. But I think that Premier League thing is he sort of sold himself a bit. It's completely unrealistic to me for him to do that. Salah's you know he's got good principles and good morals. I think it's definitely just a ploy to speed up and accelerate these negotiations and to get to a point where his agent and Salah get what they want. I mean, it's almost as if they don't know who they're dealing with, as in, I don't mean that to sound egotistical about Liverpool, but Liverpool don't get held to ransom. They'll say, OK, fine. You know, Liverpool have never offered a contract because a player has shown an interest elsewhere. Liverpool don't deal with that. Klopp has, has said on so many occasions that if you don't want to be here, we will not sign you or re-sign you. You know, they, they're not holding Mane to ransom. You know, Mane wanted X amount of money. Liverpool said, we're not going to pay you. Mane wants to go, fair enough. And that's that's what will happen. The only, t to be fair, I think it, it would probably be out of City and Chelsea unless the Newcastle billions uh, does, does pour in. Uh, I think that Salah will be underselling himself if he goes there. I think he could perhaps talk himself into, well, I'm starting a new project. It's not a direct rival, so therefore it's okay. 
Um, but you know, that that's that's probably maybe a step too far. He wants to win silverware at the end of the day. We know what he, we know what he wants to win, and I think Chelsea and, and City are the only two teams in the Premier League who could rival Liverpool for Cityware uh, for silverware. If I'm honest, so he's so used to City winning the title and calling it Cityware. How sad! What has life become? Rigo, thoughts on Salah? I think it honestly, uh, him going to Premier League team it, it would be worse than the comments that Mane made uh, earlier today. I think uh, if if Salah really wants to go down as one of the most historical Premier League players, which is he's on a trajectory to to reach reach towards now. I think the only move, honestly, is just to remain with Liverpool. If he were to go to another team, he in it most likely will not be one of the top four teams. Uh, just for the simple fact they kind of have those positions wrapped up, the age that he's coming into at this point as well would be a factor. But you never know. Uh, the dark horse, as Alex mentioned, uh, new, uh, or, or Richie mentioned as well, uh, Newcastle obviously can pay him through the nose every everything that he wants. But again, uh, it's it's what these players want from their career, whether they want to be winners or whether they want to just get paid. Uh, they kind of have to balance that. And tilting in our favor, I think, is the the ability to offer a a champion or a, a a team that will be contending for all the trophies as we just saw this past season so it's 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 in their hands uh, our wage structure is pretty 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 much set i know a lot of it's based on on uh achieving certain certain thresholds and team success so i mean depending on what they want but if they want success on the pitch then anfield's the place to, to be i think you can connect the dots here as well Salah. Uh... He's a talker. He's always on social media talking about accolades and achievements and desire. We seen it the other day when he came out on Twitter and he was like, "I'd swap everything to um to redo that final." If if he really means that, why would you step down or aside in the Premier League? City, maybe you could argue, make an argument that they're better than us, but every everywhere else in the league we're in is a step down. So I think that completely contradicts everything Salah's stand he stands for. Yeah, I think with the, when you talk about Liverpool Football Club and you talk about all of the legends of Liverpool Football Club, the likes of Rush, the likes of Dal Gleish, Salah wants to be named alongside those. You know, Salah wants to be remembered in Liverpool folklore for a very long time. And that's how you become immortal in football. Not the likes of, you know, I know I love both of these, Fernando Torres and Michael Owen, you know, who are not seen anymore as Liverpool legends because they essentially turned their back on the club. And whether it was directly or indirectly, when Owen went to Manchester United, you just wouldn't do it, regardless of of the situation. And I've heard on him on so many podcasts describing that. For me, I'm playing in the Championship rather than playing for Manchester United. And, you know, that's, that's what football in Liverpool is. But, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, Salah is another one who hopefully, hopefully his heart rules more than his head and and hopefully that those comments were from his agent but at the same time I sort of think Salah has has a tongue in his mouth he could come out and like Alex has said he is on Twitter a lot he is on Instagram he could come out and say no I do want to stay here you know I'm not going to go to a Premier League rival you know and I know that it's a a game that the agent will play and it's, it's for the best of Salah but you know, I looked at that and it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth, if I'm honest, to, to read things like that. Now, if he's saying he'll go away next season to Real Madrid, to Paris Saint-Germain, you know, anywhere else, then I, I can't, you, you wouldn't knock him. 
if Liverpool are not paying him what he thinks he's worth, he's going to go and get it somewhere else. But to say that he's happy to go to a rival, it just leaves a bit of a sour taste. Now, maybe that's just because I'm biased being a Liverpool fan, but but that's how I feel. Anyway, let's end on a on a positive note. Um, one player to sign this window, realistically. Okay, I've just given you guys this. This was not pre-planned. It's going to be very, very difficult. But a realistic signing for this summer. Um, I'll go and Rigo sort of rubbish this out earlier, but Nkuku was the one for me. I think that he's absolutely spot on, though, with how much he would he would perhaps cost. But I think Nkuku was the one for me. Uh, I think realistically it is one that Liverpool could get over the line if they're willing to put up a lot of money. Um, so I'll go there. Uh, again, you guys can can follow that, or I've just put you both on the spot. Um, Alex, you've left your mic muted, so I'm going straight over to you first. For me, the one I'd like to see is Nkunku as well. But I think I've been swayed during this podcast to consider Darwin Nunes a bit more. So I'm torn, but I think if we're going to go like for like replacement for Mane, I'd like to see Nkunku the most. Yeah, okay. Over to you, Rigo. As far as signing I'd like, um, there's two. <laughs> Uh, two two uh two pipe dreams. Uh, one would be Jude Bellingham, but that's obviously I, I don't think that's happening this year at all. He would be my number one just because he's English and on top of everything else that he does on the pitch. But uh, the other one would be Darwin Nunez. Now that Chalmeni's out the fold, uh, going to Real Madrid, I think uh, Nunez would uh, help us uh, have the firepower necessary to not end up scoreless in three finals and have a lot more chances uh, to, to beat our scoring record that we did this year. So I think uh, Darwin Nunez would be my pick and my most desired player at this moment. Yeah, I think it's a very good pick as well, if, if, if I'm honest. Um, we've, we've cried out, I think, for an out-and-out striker at times, at times, you know, uh, throughout the clock tenure. Um, only at times because we're a goal-scoring machines, but sometimes, as you said, in the big games, it does feel like we do need someone just to grab the game by the scruff of the neck. And when Salah can't do it or Mane can't do it, that's that's who who we need. So, listen, Darwin Nunez, if you are listening, which I'm sure you are, and Julian Ward, if you're listening as well, let's do a deal. Let's get it done, and um, we'll all be happy bunnies. So, thank you though for everybody who has listened along the way, and uh, that wraps up another episode of The Room, the podcast brought to you by LFC Transfer Room. Thank you to Alex. Thank you to Rigo as well for joining. And we'll see you all down the line next week. And as always, up the Reds.